Hey y'all, hey, welcome to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we talk about all things adulting, our experiences as three Black women on this amazing journey of living our best life, trying to support each other as we figure out this ghetto world of adulting. I am joined by my amazing co-hosts, Nay and Sunny D. Hey honeys, I'm Nay, your virtual homegirl who thoughts on almost any and everything. Also, full-time parent, and sometimes you may hear my little one in the background of this podcast. Lo siento, I am sorry. To me, adulting is a game of whack-a-mole. Once you think you have one thing conquered, something else pops right up. Hey everyone, it's Sunny D. And to me, adulting is choosing to be your best self while that laundry piles up and the dogs chew on your good shoes. Yo, this is your girl, Nakai, and I'm your host of Where's My Blueprint Podcast. I randomly burst out in song, Love Ice, and think adulting is a beautiful storm of I get to do what I want to do mixed with what the hell did I sign up for? Thanks for joining us. Now let's get to the episode. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we talk about all things adulting in an entertaining, educational, and inspirational way. Come join our conversation, thoughts, and comments all about adulting today. So before we get started, y'all know it's finally cool outside and we are happy, especially if you're in Texas, because we, this summer was summering and I'm just glad I get to bring out the boots, but these are some new boots that I want. So before we get started, we got to pay these bills. So if you are a business owner and looking for a way to create systems to help streamline your business, check out ICL Solutions. It is an online business strategy who specialize in creating systems for businesses. Use the code WMB to get a free 40 minute consultation. All right, lovely. So today's question is, what has been one of your favorite family get-together memories? Ooh, so my favorite get-together memory, I'm gonna say when I was, as an adult, was when we did like a PJs and pajamas and like everybody had like onesies on. We did karaoke. Uh, All the grandkids were in charge for cooking meals and everything, which was so funny because when you know the elders got the gift of God to just know how much to put in stuff. It's so different when you see the grandkids and the great grandkids like reading stuff like, well, it says you only need this amount. And they're like, just put a pinch. And they're like, but but grandma, it says just put a pinch. <laughs> Don't argue with me. Just do it. Um, but I would say that was so far like one of the most fun gatherings as a family. So y'all know memories are fleeting and can be misconstrued and everything else through time. And we'll be we'll, y'all didn't get into this episode to know about biology and science and everything else. I digress. One of my favorite memories, I think we were at my cousins in Georgia house, but it was for some holiday, probably Memorial Day, the 4th of July. I don't know. But because I make drinks for my immediate family, being like my family of origin, my biological like in-house family, as well as my formed family with my husband, my mom was like, you gonna be in charge of drinks. So I made this big old cup of, I think, sangria or something. It was one of those that you had to like mix it all up. No, I think it was a watermelon drink. Like you have to mix it all up the night before and let it sit and marinate. That joker was smashed so much so we had to scramble to make a whole nother pitcher. Now granted, I made like one of those big old Walmart five, four pitchers of it to begin with. But yeah, I had to make like a whole nother one, which wasn't as good because it didn't get to sit overnight, but whatever. But yeah, they were like, you're in charge of drinks. And y'all know my motto, if you drunk, like for the most part of my family, we're happy intoxicated people. So the drinks just breaks the ice, you know, no hard feelings, everybody's mellow. So they're like, yeah, now you in charge of drinks. I would definitely have you in charge of all the drinks. (laughs) 
because even when you make drinks, I'm like, oh, that really sounds good. Like, oh, I want one. Like, I'm like, I want you to make this drink for me now. Like, this just sounds so good. <laughs> And that's to me is a huge honor for the family to be like, you're in charge of drinks because listen, everybody ain't no, everybody can't make strict me included. Well, it's because normally my mom is in charge of food and the orchestrating of the food, most of the making of the food. So if she be like, my daughter's in charge of drinks, who gonna check her? <laughs> like nobody. They like, they's in charge of drinks, period. So yeah, we had our signature cocktail and then we had like beers and everything else, but everybody kept drinking to the signature and it it was a fun time. Everybody got along. People who normally stuck up was real, like, personable. Everybody liked each other that night. It was a fun time. Mission accomplished. All right. Next, we have our either or. So, this either or is family gatherings every month or family gatherings once a year. What say you? I would prefer every month. And I say that because, like, I feel like when we do it only once a year, it's so much. Like, you're like, oh, who are you hey how are you doing it's like more fakeness and you know what I mean I don't mean that to be rude but it's kind of like more fakeness to me versus like if we gather every month we really get to know each other we're checking on each other but also and to me I may go deep and I'm sorry but it's in the mindset that I'm in right now people are dying left and right and like it sucks to only hear about somebody passing away or you gather when someone died you know or you know you get together Thanksgiving and you only celebrate that person during that time you know and I guess for me right now, I'm like, I really, I just want to enjoy my family once, a, not every day, but, <laughs> but once a month, once a month, like that would be fun. And like, especially because my last family reunion, I just went to on my, um, I call him sperm donor side. Um, yes, he was that. <laughs> I have almost 70 cousins that are all in the all in the Metroplex. And on top of that, 10 of them while we were in San Diego were in San Diego with us. Sis. And that's the thing. If you don't know your family, you don't know your family. And so like, that's why I said I would prefer to do it once a, once a month. And so I would too prefer to do it once a month, mostly because anybody who knows me personally, yes, y'all get like this gregarious personality on the podcast, which is a facet of myself. But for those who really know me, know that my relationships are mostly forged and strengthened by in-person interactions. Like it's only if we're really, really, really cool and close where we can be on the phone for hours or let's be honest, five to 10 minutes. Like I love in-person conversations, connections. That's how I vibe. That's how I bond. So I would prefer the monthly gatherings because just to keep it a buck, with a lot of my family, we don't have that deep in, um, connection because we're not around each other that often. So it's hard for me to let my guard down for me to trust that it's okay to let my guard down, even though you family, because I don't know you as a person. I only know you as this title that was placed by biological genes. Also in saying family, I'm also including my found family as well as my biological family. So with my friend, if I call you a friend, you're no longer a friend, you're family. So for me, this would include Compass hanging out with my girls, hanging out with me and hubby's like joint friends, like as well as hanging out with my biological family. So I would also choose family gatherings every month. I miss you so much. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I got a little emotional. I really miss my name. <laughs> 
But that was such a good point. I didn't even think about like the chosen family. Like, I guess I think of my chosen family as my family because you already know I'm so selective. Like I am so selective. Like in order to even come into my space, you have to be invited. (laughs) So today's quote for our episode is family. A little bit of crazy, a little bit of loud and a whole lot of love. Lord, if this don't sound some of my household, I don't know what does. We all types of crazy in this house. We, because of Alex, we all types of loud because bad child, if he, if he loves you, you know. Now you might not know it's love because he's aggressively affectionate, but you know you love, <laughs> you're loved if he loves you. But like I said, it's a whole lot of love. And so I agree with this quote. I like this quote. I feel like if I can't be my crazy loud self, then you're not family. Sorry. If I'm quiet around you, you you might not be family. Yeah, I like this because it's the same for me. Like our family is a lot crazy. Not a little, a lot crazy. and extremely loud. I, I often tell my family, I was like, when I come around you, I just want to have headphones on because at least y'all are muffled at a normal like, at a normal volume. Because it's like, everybody always try to uh, over talk someone. And it's like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, what are you doing? It's like the volume gets louder and louder. I'm like, y'all, we're inside. When we tell kids to use their inside voices, we're going to have to tell y'all adults, use your inside voices. <laughs> and then, but all of everything is one thing I tell everybody is that if you know me, you know, I'm very sarcastic, but I get it from my family. So a lot of people who are introduced to my family and they actually meet they're like oh your family some of your family members are mean I said no they're very sarcastic it's, it's a thing if you can't handle it I get it but that part bye 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 you may hate me but it ain't no lie baby bye 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 yeah who signed that Justin Timberlake either Backstreet Boys or Insane can't remember I can't either okay but yes I just like the song so yeah so that was our quote of the day i mean episode what of the episode so guys as you can probably tell it's all about family this week on the wmb pod we're talking about family gatherings like what do you do when do you do it how do you do it what's that drama that always pops up you know every time the family get together that hush hush secret that ain't hush hush because everybody knows it that's what we're talking about this week <laughs> i i love that because especially when you said <laughs> the family drama 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 it's so funny to me because i be i be here for the tea and i be instigating so <laughs> family member be like so i heard you said da 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 what's that mean and then they look around like who told you that mm-hmm. but then you know karma is karma and it comes back to me real hard because they'll come back to me and be like oh so i heard that so and so and so and so about you and i'm like okay do you want me to react do you want me to tell you something like i'm really good with silence so we can sit here for 10 minutes <laughs> That part, y'all, if you get anxious with silence, do not have a conversation with Nakai because she is perfectly fine with silence. And you don't know if she thinking, if she letting you think about the BS you just said, you know, when you let it linger in the air and you realize that I just said some stuff, like she good for one of them too. Like, I love her. So I just let her ride a lot of times, but I be peeping her ways. Anywho, I don't be instigating the drama of my family, but I be peeping and I I make sure that I be beside myself and this might be letting the wizard show behind the curtain, but I make sure I keep that cell phone on me and that chat with me and my brother and my mama is queued up. Like, let's 
because yes us three we got a great little group chat that be popping so i don't i don't instigate the drama but i ain't gonna say these ears are closed to the juice i like the teeth i am here for it you said y'all had a group chat and y'all be over there like mm, did you see so-and-so do that mm, did you see that reaction mm, did you see this person mm, just like thumbs just moving <laughs> That is funny. Our group chat be popping when we watching TV together. Like, yes. One of my top group, if I open up my messages right now, the message thread with me, my mama, and brother is fourth. Because we be, because <laughs> we always got some tea for each other. Now, some of it is my mama sending us sermons and Bible scriptures and everything else. So it ain't strictly tea filled. But yes, if I am not talking to the homegirls about some big, good tea and everything else, my mama and my brother are my good Judies. It, yes, them, them my peeps. I'm loving this. First and foremost, I love that y'all have a chat and y'all like go in on y'all watch shows together that's like bonding from being away like bonding remotely right i really love that so question for you so we all actually gather because i know your gathering is totally different right now because you're international but prior to you being international y'all were gathering who was like i call it the always the attention person you know what i mean like the person who always comes in who wants to who wants the attention and always attention gotta be on her or him did y'all do you have one of those people i don't think we do because if we have one we don't pay them no mind <laughs> like other than the kids because you know the kids always want to show you some <laughs> little stupid dance like uh Dewey, bro what was it was it in living color or was it saturday night night live the look what i can do like they always want to show you some little stupid stuff so the kids would be the attention people but as a grown-up i don't think we have any especially my daddy's side because they 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 about that life a little bit so they might tell you to shut up and you might have some choice words and everything else so you learn real quick to stay your lemon and don't be swerving <laughs> But my mama's, no, not even then, I don't think. Or maybe I just be minding my own business so much that I don't even notice. That could be a possibility. Who's like that in your family? Because I feel like you got some names on the tip of your tongue. Yes. So one is, sometimes it can be, sometimes my like older sister. And I say sometimes because she's the one who's always late. When she comes in, it's it's her show. And then I have another one. We call her Rich Auntie. And like, yes. But when she comes in, she doesn't try to like be the center of attention. It's just because everything she got on, she, she's a walking like bag of money, literally. Like she's walking bag. And so both of them. But it's funny because it seems like in my family, we get dressed up to go to gatherings. Like, I mean, extremely dressed up, which is so awkward. And I'm like, why can we not be in pajamas? Why do we have to go out and overdress and everything to be with family? That y'all, y'all seen me when I was younger y'all see me now why do I have to be dressed up I don't I don't get it is that why you stay so much over my house because you know we appreciate you coming in your pjs like yes. it is all yes. love <laughs> I was like oh you you want me to dress up I can't wear my sweatpants and my tank top I can't have no elastic waist but we coming to eat and drink I don't see the point <laughs> That make it part, make I'm like, I can't eat, I can't eat and drink and eat like I want in something that's like restricting. Cause I'm gonna be like, okay, it's too much. Cause now I gotta unbutton pants, get comfortable. Like, yes. And when I went to your event that you invited me to, I think it was Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, we had Thanksgiving at your place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was so fun. I was like, everybody's just chill. Why ain't all black people like this? <laughs> well, and you know, you vegetarian and you eat too many vegetables, you low, that create gas. <laughs> 
Girl. You need to be comfortable because your diet is not conducive <laughs> to being cute. Girl, girl, let's talk about that, y'all. <laughs> so when we go to the gatherings. If you do have different dietary restrictions, similar to me, because I am a vegetarian, just know in a Black household, they don't care. They F your restrictions. You better eat these sides. Oh, you bougie. You better pick that meat out of them green beans. Oh, you vegetarian. You still better pick the meat. You vegan, pick out the meat. Black folks don't care. They don't. If anything, somebody might fix you a salad. (laughs) (laughs) And hopefully it don't have no bacon bits on it. And you better be thankful because that's in the black household. Even if it is not something you want, even if they try to do something to fit your dietary restrictions. And it don't, you better be thankful and grateful because at the end of the day, somebody going to say, well, I ain't have to do it. You could be starving. Like that That is supposed to be an appropriate like response. So I can eat things that will probably make me sick because I haven't introduced them to my diet in so long. Or I could be starving. Make it make sense because it don't to me. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Oh, like my, uh, I have a cousin that's a vegan. Let me rephrase him and his whole family, like his family are vegans. And so they came to, I think it was Christmas or Thanksgiving uh, one year. And it was so interesting. They came with their own little <laughs> food, everything. And so some of the family was like, what are you doing? We got all this food in here. And they were like, oh no, we have our own food. And the way everybody just stopped, you would have thought like we said, oh, Trump is outside. Like, wait a minute, go get the chair. <laughs> but it was so funny. Cause I was like, I mean, I get it. Like, I understand why you did that. But everybody else was like, well, why would you bring your own food if you knew food was here? And so my cousin is the man of his house said, listen, at the end of the day, we don't eat all of this. The fact that we showed up and we're here, please make sure, you know, like we don't want any other bickering or anything because we're here. We showed up because we could have stayed at home and we could have had our own Thanksgiving with ourselves. But we drove all the way over here and to make sure my kids had some food to eat and not to have to, like you said, deal with the vomit and everything later. They're eating what we made. And if y'all have a problem with that, let us know because we can dip out now. And when he said that to the family, I was like, mm, sip some drink and look, see. Mm-hmm. And it's me and my cousin who I also call like my brother. Uh, me and him were like this, like bumping elbows, like, oh, look, 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 look. So the halfway petty part of me was, did you go over there to the vegan food section and see if you could get a little bit? Girl, you know I did. <laughs> you over here, what y'all got over here? And the beauty of it, he had enough for me. Yes, he oh, won't eat to it. So speaking of food, we we know, I know, y'all might know. Some Sometimes Nakia is a little culinary challenge, a little bit. <laughs> So do y'all family have something that each person cooks? Have you been in charge of a particular dish? How's that work? So yeah, so only the elders are responsible for mac and cheese. My cousin made it one year and everybody was like, it was so funny because she made it and everybody was like, oh, this this tastes different. Who made the mac and cheese? Nobody said nothing. Until everybody ate it. But I want to say my mom and my grandmother are typically the ones that cook most of it because they are the, they, man, they're the cooks. And I want to say like, they will put their foot in some food. For me, I guess because I've been getting into baking and I'm like, oh, try this, try this. So I'm now the baker of the family and not, let me rephrase, not the baker of the family. I only bake the cupcakes. (laughs) 
<laughs> and my sister tried she, this last year. She made a um, chess pie. It was so funny because everybody was like, okay, because my family is very blunt, like very blunt. And we'll try stuff. But also my aunt, rich lady, rich auntie is always like, can we not try stuff on the uh, holiday? Can we try this throughout the year so then y'all can perfect it? <laughs> when, it comes, when it comes to... Rich auntie said, y'all need to test stuff and workshop this. Like, I don't be, no, I came here to eat and to grub. I ain't got time oh, to be, God. you know, being Iron Chef and everything else, chop kitchen. Like, don't be getting fancy. Cook it the way it's supposed to be cooked. Cook it the way everybody likes. I, I like to pretend like I can't cook around family because for one, I don't want to be responsible for cooking. And for two, some I know how to cook for my house. But yeah, it's something about okay. switching the quantity size from four to like 20 or 30 that trips me up so mm -hmm. if y'all don't know yet i can't really translate to the bigger quantity size so to keep from that happening i like to pretend that i can't cook now every now and then when we start talking menu mama be like well you can mm -mm. i would be on this drink table that is my contribution to the family i will pour your cocktails i will make a signature i'll find a signature drink we can do that but i don't want to be in charge of nobody's baked beans mashed potatoes no nothing jay however has had parentals come to the house one too many big holidays so they see the way he can marinate and cook a turkey breast yeah. so sometimes he be in charge of the turkey breast now my mama won't say it and sorry mama if I'm misconstruing you she don't really like how he be standing stand up and guarding the turkey breast like it's a newborn infant and be like basking well basting it every two hours and everything else my mom be like boy just put that in the oven on low and go to sleep and it'll cook all night it'll be fine but no Jay acts like it's a newborn baby he is waking up every two hours no he's not even going to sleep while that thing could he gonna baste it every two hours he's checking it he's doing everything so now he has been you know approved to be over some meat be it some barbecue meat mama likes the way he barbecues so he can be over the barbecue or he can be over the turkey in that kind of situation i am here for that though because that make that means he won't be dry because sometimes you can cook it on low and you go to sleep and you wake up and you like mm, it needed a little bit more juice should have got up and put a little bit more in it you know so jay know what he doing see my mama counters that she been injecting the meats <laughs> since we been little what you mean injecting the meat like using like a syringe and like what is she injecting the meat with so what mama does if you've ever been to the store mostly around thanksgiving they're more readily seen but they mm -hmm. have like the tony's shush brush 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 you know no black people know how to pronounce that name correctly but they have a marinade in a jar but attached to the jar is a syringe you take that bad boy out you fill it full of the marinade and then you just inject it under the skin because if you inject it through the skin when it cooks all the juice just gonna dribble out so if you can get it under the skin and you can plump it up and it'd be so juicy like super duper juicy but you can't it's like you gotta inject it into the meat the muscle part because you can't inject it too far because 
then it'll just go down. It's a whole sign to it. Ask oh, your like, grandma and yeah, mamas and aunties about it. Girl, you know I am. I'm like, how y'all make this? So yeah. Do you try out new things for Thanksgiving? Like before or any family gathering or holiday? Do you try it out before? Or do you try it out on them? So in my actual household, what we've been doing is for a lot of like our bigger holidays, like your Thanksgiving, your Christmas. If we don't go to like my mama house or Jay's family's house or anything else, we get it catered because don't nobody feel like wasting dishes. Don't nobody feel like taking time. And we have a certain level of means that can afford us that luxury of getting food catered. And really, I bought food for one holiday. And as much as it was to buy them ingredients, it was just as much to have it catered. So we, the bougie black folks, that we will we will get a holiday catered in a second and it'd be good and it'd be just enough. And then you ain't eating leftovers from Thanksgiving to Christmas. You know, let's speak on that because those leftovers be too much. I'm sorry, people. And I think that's one reason why like for my family Thanksgiving, we do um, like a traditional Thanksgiving and then around, we don't, Christmas is, we don't really celebrate Christmas, but the holiday, the winter holiday is more like something totally different. Like we'll do like Italian, something else because everybody's like, we just had this food. We tired. We done. And then New Year's is around the corner. Like, yeah, no, give us a break. Give us a break. Break us up off that food that we eat. One of my favorite meals that we did for our holiday was like me, my brother, my mom. We're big seafood people. We had a seafood Thanksgiving, like seafood boil, the kitchen, well, not the kitchen, but the dining room table. We lined it with some newspaper. Mama cooked like pounds of crab legs, shrimp, potatoes. Like we went in, we went in. That was a really good time. I was going to say, y'all not only had a good time, but y'all had an expensive Thanksgiving that year. But also, can we say, that's what I'm talking about. Like, let's get the bibs out, hands ready. Crack it, get it, eat it, eat it. Yes. You know them talking and them crackers that people may or may not confiscated from the restaurant they ate their crib boil at. You got them? I don't have them. I know a household where I can get some from them. I ain't saying no names, but as someone who's been around my military family for the longest, I know you can see that it's hard to maintain and be involved in the family connections when you either across an ocean or even across a country. So what are your thoughts on that? Because I know you have been familiar with military families, be it my family or anything else. Like, you got any tips on how we might be able to better navigate that? Because I probably ain't doing the best. Well, <laughs> I don't think I did the best either. And I would say because flights will get expensive. And I noticed because as you, you know, my ex was military. And for me going back and forth, it would always be me going back and forth and me doing the traveling and me doing everything. And so I know at one point I was just like, I'm not coming. If y'all want to come see me, y'all come out here because it's not fair for just me to keep traveling. And then when I travel there, when I travel home, it's always like, oh, well, come see me, come do this, come do this, come. I'm like, but why can't y'all like all come to me? Like I'm at this one location, y'all drive y'all bus to me. And so that was a realization. I think you actually told me about that of like, when you travel, you don't like go out of your way to see every single person. You like tell them like, hey, I'm here. And then if you want to see me, you can meet me up, meet up here or whatever. I mean, we do. I guess it's relative because if you going three states over or if you driving 12 hours, what's a 10, 15 minute drive? Like we ain't about to make a additional stop stops like that 
that, but it's so few and far in between that we often would make a three-state jump because most of my husband's and my family are in basically a three-state radius, like family, friends that are like family. So it's nothing for us to do that, but we explicitly make sure we let people know, hey, we're going to be in town. If you want us to stop by, let us know. If you want to see us and you are going to drive to us, let us know. Like we don't be calling and begging people in that regards, but we will <laughs> kind of go out of our way a little bit to see people. Gotcha. I think I went out of my way too many times. And so now, or like, well now, and even like, I want to say the last two years, I was like, if it's not something that's big or important, I'm not doing it. Like the only, I remember even during COVID when they were like, oh, we're doing family gatherings. I was like, I'm not flying out. The only, th- t- only thing I flew out for was my little sister's graduation. And then even it wasn't a real graduation. We did the driving through the drive through graduation, uh-huh. but I made shirts for it. Cause it was something really big. Like yeah. she needed to be celebrated. Like I made all these shirts. We did this huge thing. But then Thanksgiving came around. I was like, no, mm-mm, mm-mm. it's a no. So yeah, I miss getting together for the big holidays when we were in San Diego. It was hard. Yeah. And then being overseas, it's hard. Mostly because like I said, my connections are built and forged through in-person connections. Yeah. So not being able to pop up, like it's no longer, we can't afford it. Or let's be honest, I just don't want to go. <laughs> like, and we have Alex. So I want him to have a connection with both sides of my family and all the sides of his father's family. Mm-hmm. So now I want to make those connections, but it's just so difficult. I'm hoping when we go back stateside, we'll be in a place where we can make those drives. Now, granted, they are like 12, 13 hour drives, but make those drives to see other people. But then we have the issue of my next thing I wanted to talk about. How do you decide which holiday and family gathering is your immediate family, your in-laws, or your family of origin? Because that's three different buckets. And as much as we all like to think we gonna kumbaya all come together and by the grace of God, our families are cool enough so that there are times where my dad's side of the family, my mom's side of the family, Jay's family, all have come together in one location. Yeah, like Alex's first birthday, that happened. Like both sides of my family, both sides of his family. It was really cool and really dope that he was surrounded by all the facets of love. But yeah, how do you pick like which holidays, which special moments go to which pot? Because we're still figuring it out. I was like, I feel like yours will be harder to figure out. (laughs) For me, so typically my family, we always like the biggest celebration, the biggest where everybody will be there is always Thanksgiving. So for me, it's always Thanksgiving is equal to family. Then you think of like Christmas. I don't know any other holidays that are big. Christmas, New Year's. Are there any other holidays that are big? So in my country, Black family, we got Memorial Day or Labor Day. See, for Labor Day, we basically celebrate all of the Virgos in our family because they hit back to back to back, like starting like the 20, I think it's the 27, 28, 29, 30. Then we get a break. And then it's the second, third, fourth. Then we get a break. And then it's the eighth, ninth, 10th. And then we get a break and it's 11th and 12th. So... <laughs> When I tell you I'm surrounded by Virgos. You love us. Uh, (laughs) Y'all, she loves me. That part. That part. I do. I do. (laughs) 
Um, so we basically, I guess we use that time because everybody's already off and celebrate the family and like celebrate all the Virgo birthdays. Okay. And so for Christmas, since we just started like our annual PJs and pajamas, I always tell them, let me know if we're doing it this year, because if we not, that's my time to travel and be deuce. Don't want to buy. So like last time when we did it, I was like, I want to go to Denver. <laughs> So me and me and some friends went to Denver and then I flew from Cali to Denver, stayed in Denver and then flew back with them from Denver to uh, Dallas and then stayed in Dallas, did the our annual PJs and pajamas and then from Dallas back to Cali. Because that's what I was like, I was like, I need to know because when you're looking at flights and stuff, especially around the holidays, I need to know this in advance because this isn't cheap. Like traveling is not cheap. And let me rephrase because they told me I need to work on my words. I can't afford it. I just don't want to be dropping bags at the last minute. It's not cheap then the price is the price whether you can afford it or not yes yesterday's price is not today's price especially around the holidays like they jack up the prices so much and so that's why i'm like y'all need to let me know um but what i am doing is trying to figure out so with friends or the chosen family i noticed like they more want to do like trips outside of the um main holidays right Mm -hmm. so like um that's when the birthdays are really really big like really big so it's like oh well I may not see you on these days but we'll do a birthday and then one of my friends in one of my friends in Houston she does and she has started an annual New Year's Eve or New Year's party New Year's Eve party which is so fun it's game night she has she is similar to you she's like I'm not cooking all this we cater um and you literally she's just like just give me ten dollars that goes to the caterer and that's the caterer's tip and so everybody just gives her ten dollars or whatever but it was so much fun you had a adult games, adult fun, adult drinks. She hired babysitters to make sure the kids were taken care of and everything. So you didn't even have to worry about the kids. Um, But she's going to start doing that every year. And so I think that would be my New Year's Eve thing because it was so much fun. Like we did firecrackers and everything. And I know it's in Houston, so I just have to plan accordingly. But yeah. That's so fun. I, once again, people who know me personally know in my household for Christmas, you can come to us, but if you come to us, be prepared to see us in our PJs or bring your PJs because we do do annual onesies, family onesies, if not onesies, just family PJs every single year. So much so. My mama went to my brother and let's just call her his fiance, his fiance's house last year. And she was like, oh, can we get pajamas? Because in my household, if you come, you already know. For Christmas, we wear PJs all day long. You might take a bath. I said, I love it. Yeah, you, you might... You ain't gonna be stinky in your PJ, so they ain't you ain't gonna roll out of bed and be in the same PJs all day. But we set them out and get our little family PJs, and we be on about our business because it's supposed to be comfortable. Like nobody wants to wear all them clothes and everything else. You about to eat a lot, so I need something with some gifts, some buttons, and everything else. So I'm looking forward to our holiday PJs for this year. You know these stores, they be on it, so it's almost the time for me to start looking for them family PJs because they be selling real big. I think this will be our, me and Jay have been married for 10 years next year. So maybe at least five of those years we've done family PJs. Congratulations, girl, it's 10 years. I 
know, right? Oh my gosh, congrats. And my question is how early, well, you kind of already asked, because I was like, I love how y'all do your thing. And how early do you start looking for these PJs? And that's one question. And I'm gonna hit you with a follow-up question is, do you feel that your your immediate family, you, Jay, little man, are like creating your own traditions? Definitely, because me and Jay decided early on in our marriage, especially when we thought like having a family consisting of more than just us two was a real possibility and a possibility that we wanted. You can't have the parents and the in-laws take up all the holidays because you need something <laughs> like for your child to remember as just being y'all, you know? Mm-hmm. So we were like, okay, what holiday do we want to make our own? Now they can come, mm-hmm. but typically Christmas is a holiday where either it's just us and we also thought about that being our family trip. Mm-hmm. So if y'all ain't coming with us, then you might not see our little family, the Nay family for Christmas because we might be <laughs> somewhere else. But with the family PJ, so I'm kind of getting better as the years progress because before I used to wait until the last minute and by last minute, I mean around November, all them bad boys are gone. Because think about it. Really? If you want to find onesies, men, women, and now a child all in the correct size mm-hmm. and the same styles, that's difficult because now a lot of places do the separate for the adults and the onesies for the kids. Oh. And- and we don't like that. We all want our onesies. So I've looked as early as August for some. Oh. Yeah. But you run the risk of getting them early. And like last year, a week after I put my order into Old Navy, they had 40% off pajamas. Did you not have taken them back, get them 40% off and get the difference? I'm going to take it back in Spain. Well, I can return them, but I ain't want to go through that whole hassle because then I got to pay for return shipping. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. I was like, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. But yeah, that's the downfall. So it's like, do I wait for the 40% off pajamas? But then I might not get our sizes because those family PJs are cute. But I think, now listeners, don't be counting our pocket. But I think <laughs> Jay's onesie was like 50 maybe. Mine was 40. The baby's was maybe like 20. So it adds yeah. up. Yes. So while y'all laughing at people on the socials with their little family PJs and ha ha, just know they spent some coins. They spent some coins, like mm-hmm. some money. And some places even have the dog ones, which are really cute. But you think about a mama, a daddy, probably two kids and a dog. You spend it 150 easy. Yeah. And that's, like, that's on pictures. Not on pictures. Well, y'all better, everybody use their phone. You better use Canva. Upload it to Canva. <laughs> but the funny thing is we get our PJs normally so early that we do take a little family picture in our um, holiday PJs from the phone. And then I make, that's what I use to make our family like, Christmas postcards. Love that. Like you're the family that sends stuff out like that. I'm here for it. So y'all know we talk everything about adulting and adulting and family and gatherings, believe me, is its own beautiful, chaotic, loving. I'm gonna choke you. Give me the tea, but we got our own text thread type of life and world. But what would you, what is one thing you will tell our audience about your family gathering that's coming up that you would give them one tip or be like, to get through your family gatherings coming up? That's enjoy 
yourself. Like, yes, you might have people that you bump heads with and everything else, but think about it. It is one, probably one moment of the year or one moment out of a couple of months that you get to actually spend time with them and like love on them and hear stories of things that happened in the family in the past. So just be present. And if somebody gets on your nerves, pull up the group text thread and shoot one off there, but just (laughs) enjoy yourself and treasure those moments that you do get to spend with your family because not everyone has a family and not everyone has a family that they can come together with. That was so beautiful. It was. I guess I would say if you have the honor or the pleasure to speak with your elders, really sit down and talk with them because they are the ones who have the history of the family. They know they're the historians of the family. So really talk with them because once they transition on, you may, those stories and stuff transition with them, the history transition with them. So if y'all have the opportunity, talk with them, ask them like how their childhood was, ask them how, what did they think adulting was? Like really get to understand and talk how they navigated being their age, right? Because now we're looking at a lifespan that's shorter and shorter and shorter. But if you have a grandparent, a great grandparent, help a great, great, great grandparent, these are blessings. So yes, with that, I'm going to kick it over to Nay and she's going to tell y'all about some stuff that y'all can do. Go girl. So guys, you know, we come up with all of the content, but this is y'all's podcast too. At to some extent. So please, if you have any other topics that you want us to delve more into, any topics you want to hear our takes on, because you know we keep it popping hot over here, email us at wmbpod at protonmail.com or hit up that little drop box on our website at whereismyblueprintpod.com. Once again, you can email us at wmbpod at protonmail.com or drop us a little comment, a little note, a little suggestion at where'smyblueprintpod.com. Okay. And now we're going to transition into Moments of Melanation. Moments of Melanation. Moments of Melanation is where we highlight a Black person doing their thing. Today for Moments of Melanation, we are highlighting... So this moment of melanation, I'm so excited about. So when you're doing that Black family gathering or melanated family gathering, most of the time you're taking pictures or you're coming together so you can take a family picture. Y'all, I found the Black Women Photographers Coalition. So they disrupt the notion that it is difficult to discover and commission Black creatives. They're dedicated to providing a resource for the industry's gatekeeper. They were established in July 2020 by Polly, uh, forgive me because I'm I'm going to mispronounce your name, our run group, and it is a global community directory and hub of over 1,800 Black women and non-binary identifying photographers, spanning over 60 plus countries, 35 U.S. states, and it was launched with a 14,500 COVID-19 relief fund, aka probably them PPP loans that they actually utilize for good, to help Black women photographers who were in dire need of financial relief due to the pandemic. Today, BWP, as the Black Women Photographers Group is known for, known as, they have provided over 1,015, well, 115,000 financial grants to Black creatives, plus brand new mirrorless Nikon gear. Let me tell y'all, Nikon is not cheap. Being a photographer is not cheap. I wanted to be it in, co- in high school, but then I found out the 
and price tags. And I said, I wouldn't gonna do that to my family. But that's another story. Black Women Photographers is a home for Black women to receive proper recognition and oh, I lost some place. for them to receive proper recognition and most importantly, get hired. They're dedicated to providing a resource for the industry's gatekeepers and it supports its members through promoting their work in an active database distributed to brands, photo editors, directors, curators, and art buyers. The collective also offers free educational work resources such as regular programming of webinars, workshops, trainings, meetup, and portfolio reviews. They have virtual and in-person events as well as an annual 50k grant fund and an active directory of photographers for hire. Y'all, I ain't gonna lie. I went on their little website. Well, let me stop saying a little. Sorry, that's the country black woman in me. I went on their website to get a copy of the directory because when I get back stateside or even here, I want to support black women. I want to support non-binary people. I'm trying to get as many coins into black women's hands as I can. So I'm gonna get that look. See, like I said, it's the country black woman in me. I'm gonna get the directory and I'm gonna support and y'all should too. Like we have their IG and their Twitter that will be in the blog. But Nakai, what do you think of the black women photographers? I am here for it. Like I'm on the website and I am loving it. First and foremost, the free educational programming. Can we talk about that? They're training them for free. Oh my gosh. I've never wanted to be a photographer because I know I don't have an eye like that, but I admire them because, and you, because you're a photographer, but the way they see things is beautiful. And on top of that, all of these are black women. Like, <laughs> we're non-binary. And non-binary. Thank you for correcting me too. This is freaking amazing. Y'all, the photos on the website are gorgeous. Like there is something about a melanated person's eye that can capture the beautiful melanation of another melanated person. Like if you've ever been photographed by a melanated person, you can see the difference. These pictures are gorgeous. The skin is popping, like the backgrounds, the color stories look amazing. Go ahead, sis. And not only that, I do like how they actually have like the trainings and meetups too, like to review it. So it's like, it really is its own community, but not just a community that's like, what, what am I trying to say? Like secluded. It's like, no, we're here for everyone and we want everyone to succeed because they have the mentality to know that even when they gather, they are more powerful in numbers. And on top of that, like they know when I succeed, you succeed, we all succeed. And it's not like, what's it called? Like the oh. crabs in the barrel. Yes. <laughs> Mindset. And it's like, it's not that. And I'm like, I just want to go to a meetup and not be able to take pictures. You but always you know, try to go to somebody else's meetup. I am. Y'all, Nakai is the where is Waldo of collective groups. She gonna pop up. Ain't got nothing to do with nothing. But because y'all are meeting and fellowshipping together, she gonna pop up. Y'all black. <laughs> and because y'all black, I'll be there. <laughs> But I really love, I, I hope, no, I'm gonna hold you accountable. So when you come back to the States, I'll even go to a meetup with you. I never said I was going to a meetup, so. I know, but we gotta get you into it and everything to do like the pre-educational resources, the training, the workshops, the webinars, you know, and then, you know, I'll be there so we can go to a meetup. Girl, we done talked about bartending. We done talked about barista and we done talked about sexology. I ain't gonna have time for a full-time job doing all the hot side hobbies you want me to do. Yeah, but the full-time job is not 
everything else gonna pay you more so you're gonna let that go <laughs> lord see how see how I feel y'all be careful if you want to kind of be your friend you're gonna have you quitting your full-time job only when you're ready but no i really like this and the pictures are y'all please 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 go to the website because these pictures are amazing again i don't really know when you said nikon is expensive i know like i just know the fancy stuff like what it looks like and i'm like that just looks expensive <laughs> i don't know brands yeah. i just know when they when photographers come and they have like the different lenses and mm-hmm. they do like the lights and i'm like this all just looks expensive i don't know but it all looks expensive so i'm like on top of learning for free they're saving money because if the equipment is so expensive think about it they have to go pay for all these classes that's expensive too so they're helping them save money to actually build their portfolio to get out there to be photographers and big like what's it called magazines or photo shoots and stuff like that and i'm mm-hmm. here for it or take a picture of y'all family at the family gather call back yes <laughs> So yes, Nay said, check out their Instagram, their Twitter, the website, all of it will be in the blog. And with that, we thank y'all and we are going to wrap up with our affirmation of this episode. So this week's affirmation is, I come from a people whose foundation is familial. My essence is enriched by community, be it biological or found. I am not me unless I am a part of we. I love that. I'm holding my heart right now because it's so true. <laughs> But it is so true. I know. (laughs) I think I may be about to start my period. That's why. Anyway. Because you, we really are enriched by our communities and you can either be strengthened or you can be, what's the other word? Opposite. Weakened? Mm-hmm. Weakened? Weakened. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you saw me thinking like, ah. <laughs> like you really can't because community is everything. Like I even think of it goes back to like your net worth is your network, but also your network equals your mindset too. So if you have a weakened network or community, you need to take a look at yourself. What, what are you vibing on? And if you have like my community, because I have Nay in my community, <laughs> I'm always on it. Not always, but she keeps me on it. So yeah. Well, even just our nature of being melanated people, most melanated cultures are based on community and family. They're not a like mono self-centric kind of cohort. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's in our DNA to drive to be close and have connections with each other. That's the way we're made up and that's the way we Y'all, being Black is so amazing. I hope y'all know it. I hope y'all love it. I hope y'all enjoy it. And I hope y'all enjoy this episode. And with that, we thank y'all. We are, and follow us on all social medias, you know, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube, Google Podcasts. Check out the blog and all of Naysays at where'smyblueprintpod.com to check out all of Naysays. And we're over and out. Bye.